Warning, the content you are about to hear is completely unhinged, unfiltered, and what some would consider a hot take. This podcast contains mature language, adult humor, and two women who decided it was cheaper to start a podcast than go to therapy. Proceed at your own risk. What's up, motherfuckers? It's time to get your scorecards out, because this is going to be the first episode of our Disney versus Universal head-to-head matchup. Um, It's October, so obviously we're covering Halloween. All of the Halloween shit that everyone loves every year, everyone being us, me. I live and breathe Halloween year-round. You can ask anybody in my life. It's kind of a problem, but you know, (laughs) everyone just has to deal with it. Um, So yeah, I'm pumped for this episode because this is everything (laughs) that I care about and look forward to. All year. <laughs> this is your time of year where you come alive. Literally. I don't care about the rest of the year. I do everything between September and October. And that's it. And then I'm a hermit for pretty much the rest of the year. It's even acceptable to start it in July now. I I have started a little earlier now. <laughs> Everyone's like, August. I'm like, hmm. After July 4th. July 5th is the official start of Halloween, in case anyone is wondering. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for this battle royale? I'm ready. All right. I... I've come with facts. Ready to go. All right. So, for this episode, we are going to be discussing, debating duking it out over which Halloween event is better. Disney's not-so-scary Halloween. Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween. You know, that guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oogie Boogie Bash. They will be being pitted against Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. That's right. So let's get going. Where, Where should we start? Let's give the folks at home a little background info about these parties. All right. Uh, They've been going on for for years and years. I mean, I can't imagine anyone out there who has not heard of these parties. I'm pretty sure Halloween Horror Nights is older than me, honestly. (laughs) By like two years, maybe. It used to be called Fright Nights uh, back in the day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it it used to be called Fright Nights. Yeah. I don't know when they switched it over to Halloween Horror Nights, um, but I started going in 2009, and I have gone every single year except 2018 uh, because I just ran out of time. It was I had just moved to Orlando that year, so it was like really chaotic around that time. And then obviously COVID, they did not have Halloween Horror Nights, so those are the only two years right. I've missed since I've been going. That's pretty impressive. And you also go multiple times a year. Oh, yeah. I don't fuck around. <laughs> Especially since, like, I moved to Orlando. I used We used to go once one time a year, and we'd have to cram everything into one night, which was exhausting, but we did it. But now that I live here, it's actually really nice to just do one or two houses a night and then go back and then try different foods and just, you know, vibe. 
enjoy it, soak it up. So, uh, how long have you been, uh, hanging out with the old mouse? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I started going probably around 2010, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, so we're pretty um, even. Now, Oogie Boogie Bash, I went for the first time last year, and then I'm going again uh, next week. So um, I'm still new to that relatively, um, but I think I've done, for only doing it one time, I tried to do pretty much everything. Tried to cram in as much as I possibly could to get the full experience. So I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice, nice. I will I will take your word for it because I've never been. And I'm actually very jealous. That's I, I would prefer to go to Oogie Boogie than Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I've only been to Mickey's once. But it was a rough time, <laughs> which we can talk about. <laughs> it's actually where we met for the first time. It is. Yeah, it totally is. Um, what was that 2015, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. We met at Mickey's Not So Scary at the Magic Kingdom. We were doing a Once Upon a Time group cosplay. But per usual, it rained because it rains every time there's a Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party because it's fucking Florida. Yep. Yep, yep. People think our rainy season so, is summer, but in reality, it's August through October. <laughs> it's totally the fall season. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, it'll, you'll get your torrential downpours and you'll get your hurricanes in the summer, but the consistent rain every single day is literally fall. So, yeah. If you do plan on going to the stuff in Florida, bring rain boots and bring a rain jacket and be prepared because it sucks. But you can still make it fun if you have the right gear and a game plan. So And attitude, yeah. Yeah, big time. You gotta just think we're gonna throw on a poncho and fuck it and just go have fun. Yep. That's what you gotta do. 100%. Keep your expectations low. Yep, because everything will shut down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, we all... And whatever you do, do not just wait in line at guest services all night for a refund or to swap your ticket. Nope. Just fucking go have because fun. Because they will walk not on give all it the to rides. you. <laughs> just go walk on all the rides. Go get your free candy and just have a good time. Free candies at Mickey. There's nothing free at Universal except what, secondhand we'll get vaping. <laughs> Some secondhand weed inhalation. Uh, you know. Not, a, not as family friendly. But, you know, I, I personally think we have more fun at Universal. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's get into it. Uh, pricing. Shit's expensive. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about These parties, it. parties, yeah, they're not cheap. And I pity those of you who have large families and a lot of kids. Stop having children is basically the only way to get an affordable night at one of these places. <laughs> All right, so let's break it down. So this year, Oogie Boogie Bash ran from $134 to $189, depending on the night. Obviously, the closer you get to Halloween, the more expensive it gets. All right. Mickey's Not So Scary uh, runs from $109 to $199 this year. So Mickey's Not So Scary runs 
for more dates. It runs for longer, um, like more weeks. So if you decide you want to go in August, which they start the parties mid-August now, um, those are going to be obviously the much cheaper nights. Is that all you guys have? Those are your only tier tickets? There is no other special. It's just a one ticket. You don't get options with it. Hmm. All right. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, there's adult and kid prices, of course. The prices I right. quoted were the adult prices. Right. And you can get discounts on those. You know, if you're an annual pass holder, things like that, you can get discounts on your tickets. Okay. I'm just, the, the amount of prices that I had to write up were very different because we have so much <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so starting off with general admission for a one-night, single-night ticket, it ranges from $80 to $150, depending on the night you want to go. The most expensive night will be Halloween weekends, Saturdays. This year, the most expensive date that I've seen is Friday the 13th. Because it falls, Ooh. it falls in October on Friday the thirteenth. That will not happen again for six years. I was supposed wow. to be going this Friday the thirteenth. However, it is going to be seventy to eighty percent chance of rain, and I already did my uh, torrential downpour HHN night, and I just I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it was not worth it because where the houses are located, if it floods. They shut down the houses because you literally, I mean, you can't have people walking in shin deep water. So no, if houses are shut down because of the rain, there's a reason for it. So just know that (laughs) it's not because they feel like they don't feel like standing in the rain because all the team members will still be out in the rain telling you it's shut down. So that's, that's not the reason. Um, and if it is shut down, you still don't get a refund. So again, leave guest services alone. They deserve better. It's not their problem. (laughs) You chose to come to Florida. Yep. So that is for general admission. Um, We have this thing in Orlando called Scream Early. So it's $40 per person. If you don't have a normal day ticket or an annual pass, you can buy this extra $40 ticket. It gets you into Universal starting at 3 p.m. And you basically wait in line to wait in line which sounds terrible, but if you don't have an express pass and you want to do all the houses, this is the way to do it because you get in line. There's usually, there's different areas you can wait in. So depending on what house you want to go to, um, you can pick your priorities of where you want to be. But basically they let you into the houses an hour, hour and a half before they let the rest of the general park admissions in. So... Everybody that's waiting at the gate, they have to wait till 6.30 to be let in. So you're in the park. They usually open it up around 5 in certain areas. And usually by 5.15, you're walking through your first house. And there's no line at that point. It's like a 5 to 10 minute wait for houses like Stranger Things, The Last of Us, um, The Exorcist, all their big heavy hitter houses This is how you're going to get them done in a timely manner. Now, you do have to wait, but the nice thing is is that there's food, there's drinks. Um, You can... Well, I have been reading that they haven't been letting people sit in the restaurants this year, but usually in past years they would let you cool off in the AC. Um, But I haven't actually 
gone into any of the restaurants this year yet during Stay and Scream. We just hang out uh, in line with drinks and snacks. So, I'm like out of breath. Oh. It's, a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of talking. <laughs> I'm wearing tight pants, guys, okay? Um, so, that's Scream Early. Now, if you want to pay even more on top of that to make sure you definitely get in every single thing that you want to do, they sell express passes, which puts you in a much shorter line, depending on the person you ask. There's a lot of negative Nancys out there this year saying that the express line is taking too long, but, you know, I don't do express. I do the, the seasonal pass, so I'm never in a crazy rush to begin with, so it doesn't really affect me. Uh, but express passes go from 150 to 260, depending on the night and popularity of the night. However, most nights, if they have express passes left over, they'll start selling them for a discounted rate, usually half off, at like 11 p.m. So that gives you 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. to use a discounted express pass, Ooh. which is kind of cool. But good tidbit. 1.30 is still a lot for three hours on top of your park admission that you already paid for. But that's just my personal yeah. opinion. Some people swear by the Express Pass, and they say they'll never do it without the Express Pass again. So, like, I get it. And I have done the Express Pass before, usually when my stepdad goes because he gets impatient, and then he'll just be like, fuck this, we're buying Express Passes. Um, and it is nice, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's, it's pretty sweet. Uh, if you're coming in from far away and this is your only night to do this, yes. I can see spending the money to make sure you get in all the houses for sure. Exactly. And that is what a lot of people do. So it makes sense for that. If you're a local and you have a disposable income, good for you. Go for it. But if you're like me and you got a budget, I don't buy Express. Um, and then if you want to go even a step further then express uh they have the rest in peace tour r.i.p which is basically vip uh it's a group of like eight or ten i believe you can also pay for a fully private group however i don't know what the price is on that i think you have to call for that um but the general r.i.p tour group you get grouped with people they literally just take you to the front door of the house Every single house, they're all on a schedule. The private tour, you can set your own schedule because it's you and, like, your group of friends. Um, but if you're in a the general group, they have a set schedule that everybody kind of follows. You get to see the show with priority seating. And then they take you to the front of every single house. Um, if you want to try foods, they have foods there. They also have a private uh, area for the RIP people. Um where they can get food and drinks and stuff that's specific only to them. So everybody swears that it is worth it. And it's like the best way to do HHN. And I really want to do it one year. I think we might consider doing it next year. But that's like more than the price of what my seasonal pass is. Which <laughs> I don't know if I said it already, but it goes from 360 to 470 per person for one night wow so 
it's a little pricey. Um, and I like going more than once. If I, if I was only going one time, yes. But I've been so spoiled now that I live uh, locally that I want to go more than once. So it's, it's, it's a tough call because it's like, <laughs> where do you want to put your money? So if, yeah. so if you are local, they have seasonal passes. So they have the Rush of Fear, which is $180, and that's only for select days in September. I think it's all the weekend days, like Friday, Saturday, maybe some Sundays. Um, so that's the lowest tier. Frequent Fear is Sunday through Thursday. So you have Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursdays for $229, and that's all throughout September and October. And then what I always get is the Frequent Fear Plus, which is every day except Saturdays. However, we do get the first Saturday and the last Saturday of the year. And that one is 269 Did I say Frequent Fear was 229 I don't know. Yeah. I did. Okay. <laughs> and then if you're going every single night, all day, every day, you want to go a lot then they have ultimate fear which is 375 and that is for all nights so every single day that it is open you can go that's too much for me that's a really good deal yeah i mean (laughs) if you're gonna go so like the frequent fear pass um if you go four times it pays for itself so they do it almost every night yes the only nights they don't do it are monday and tuesdays that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are, some of the Scream actors, like, it's it's a lot for them. It, it would be a lot for anybody, really. Like, I really commend them because they give it their all every night. And, you know, they have to deal with a lot of, like, drunk people there and just obnoxious people and people that hit them and uh, harass them. And, you know, they... They still show up the next day and they still do it. So, you know, respect the scare actors. Or as I just recently learned, it's not scare actors, it's characters. So oh. I was today years old because I always <laughs> read it as scare actors, which is also a thing too. But then if you like combine it together, it's characters. So a little fun fact. all right i'm exhausted your turn (laughs) i guess it's just surprising to me that they close you know they have two parks and they're essentially closing one park early every single night they yep they close it at 5 p.m and island stays open till 8 or 9 so they do extend the other parks hours a little bit just to compensate for it okay um if you are the people that try to, like, stay in the park and, like, wait as long as possible to leave the park while we're all waiting to get into the houses and they have to, like, literally corral you out with their line of, like, security people, fuck you guys. <laughs> Y'all are annoying. Get the fuck out so we can get in. <laughs> like, it's it drives me up a wall watching these people walk up to the mummy that's clearly been closed now for now. An and they're like, can we, why can't we get in line? 
and it's like it's it's 4:58, ma'am. The park is it's essentially closed. Like you need to leave. <laughs> but the park closes at five. And it's like, mm, well, it's five now because you've sat here for two minutes. It's arguing. a hard close. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem. People don't realize what a hard close is, you know, because they're used to. Oh, as long as you're in line yes. by the time the park closes, you can still ride the ride. No, not for hard closes. Yep. You got to be out. Yep. I will say, I definitely think Halloween Horror Nights wins in regards to different ticket options, for sure. I wish there was an option for seasonal passes Yeah. for Mickey's Not So Scary. I think that would be fantastic. But um, then they wouldn't make as much money. Well, and that's the problem. I mean, look, Oogie Boogie Bash will sell out within a couple hours for the whole season. Mickey's Not So Scary has sold out every night except for the last night. That's insane. So they can't do seasonal passes because they t- I mean, <laughs> they just can't. They could do a limited number because Universal does a limited number. But Mickey also doesn't sell full capacity, I don't think. Um, no, it is definitely, that, that is one of the things that they advertise, which is that you are not in a full park, you know? Yeah. Which I think is very nice. It is for sure. Um, also you do get to enter the park. This is for both Oogie Boogie and Not So Scary. You do get to enter the park three hours early for no extra cost. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so I like to get there, you know, the, and use those get there early and use those three hours to go ride some rides do things that you aren't going to do during the party you know utilize that extra time to do things that are not party related um you know go have your dinner things like that so that way you can maximize the five hours that you get for the party yeah what are what are their hours for that so oogie boogie bash runs six to eleven so you can get into the park at three and you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. So you just make sure you grab your wristband um, before the party starts, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't have to wait in a line anywhere to get in. You can just go have free reign of the park. Um, and for Mickey's Not So Scary, that runs seven to 12. So you can get in as early as four. Okay. So that's those are similar to, well, no, not really. HHN runs from 630 p.m. to 2 a.m. and if you do stay and scream you can get in as early as three so that's literally like 11 hours yeah you can get a full day in yeah for sure it's a lot yeah (laughs) see i wish the disney parties would go longer because you'll get to that 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock hour and people start to leave and there's something so awesome about being at disney Late at night when there's nobody there. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to have another extra hour because the kids, the parents are going to take the little kids home. Yeah. They're not going to stay that late. So, um, yeah, it gets so nice that final hour and it'd be nice to have just one more. Yeah. Halloween Horror Nights is all ages, right? It's recommended. You can bring your little kids in. Yes, it's recommended thirteen years and older, but everyone knows their own kid. So, yeah, I've seen. One thing I will judge and frown upon is the people that bring their infants. Um, the infants don't need to be there. <laughs> like, 
like actual less than a year old babies I'm talking like teeny tiny babies that are in strollers and the parents bring them in and I'm just like what are we doing here like if you are that selfish that you can't take a year off from doing shit like you just you might need to reevaluate some things (laughs) (laughs) to put it nicely um like and they're like oh they don't have babysitters okay well stay home you are the you are the parent so that makes you babysitter for life so figure it out (laughs) um but i have also it's also loud it's loud as shit they i will say very loud i usually see headphones on the on the baby so i they're trying um but still like come on they don't need to be out (laughs) It's not worth it. Like, are you going to take, like, are you taking the infant in through the house? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't, I don't don't think they, I've never seen one in a house. So I don't think they, (laughs) hopefully Universal doesn't allow it. (laughs) But if they did, woof. (laughs) Like, (laughs) ah, man. I have seen, though, like, five to six to seven-year-olds go, and I've seen them actually have a lot of fun. The scare actors are usually a little kinder to them, and they'll stop and high-five them and take pictures with them and kind of just give them, like, they'll still scare them on purpose, but they'll also give them, like, the experience of, like, it's not traumatizing. Like, they'll still enjoy it and want to come back. Which is another big complaint that people have is that it's becoming too tame because there are so many children that go now. But at the same time, it's like, stop gatekeeping. Like, these are going to be the scare actors of the future. Like, you gotta... (laughs) If they enjoy it, let them enjoy it. And I love when a scare actor... Like, I love when they break characters and, like, interact with you and, like, you know, they'll take a picture or, you know, like, they'll just have fun. So, I don't know. People need to stop gatekeeping shit. It's getting old. I will gatekeep (laughs) against infants, though. That's unnecessary. (laughs) Take them to Disney instead. Exactly. You can take your infants to Mickey's Not So Scary. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. But maybe maybe hold off on HHN for a few years. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to food and beverage offerings at these parties. Hmm. I'm curious to see which way this goes. So, first of all, the one thing that Disney trumps is you get to go trick-or-treating and you can get as much free candy as you want. I'm not a candy person, so so that literally does nothing for me. See, here's, though, what I love about the Disney parties. They get the good candy. I don't care. See, when I used to go trick-or-treating as a kid, if you weren't giving me, like, Hershey's chocolate, I wasn't interested. Where are you from again? close to Hershey Mm -hmm. yeah check yeah you're you're a little biased I think (laughs) I think there's a little (laughs) hmm (laughs) like don't be giving me like the little lollipops or the dum-dums I love dum-dums no but I'm from Florida so or Tootsie Rolls don't give me Tootsie Rolls (gasps) I love Tootsie Rolls, too. Give me some Three Musketeer bars, some Reese's Cups. Mm. Um, But no, the candy you get at Disney is good stuff. And 
the later you wait in the night to to go to the trick or treat stations, the more generous the cast members are with their handfuls of candy that they give you. Because mm. they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So, and you can go multiple times to these same <laughs> trick or treat stations. <laughs> so I just last year at Oogie Boogie Bash. I had so much candy, I had to stop start telling the cast members no thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Because I could not, I couldn't fit any more in my bag. I was like, I really appreciate that you're trying to give me more, but I'm full. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no more. that shit also gets heavy too. Like, I remember as a kid, like, having to lug my pillow sack of candy around, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go home. Like, this shit's fucking heavy. Like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> well, aside from the candy, um... Mickey's Not So Scary has a huge selection of party-exclusive food items. Savory items, sweet items, beverages, like milkshakes and things. It feels like almost every food stand at the Magic Kingdom has some type of special party-exclusive food item. Um, Did they have those that are things we you went? can't get, like, the last time you and I went? Yeah. Probably. Although I feel like, I just feel like this eat? year, the list is so much bigger. Okay. Because I was like, um, why did we, like, we ate, I don't, we ate at, like, the fucking shitty food court by Space Mountain, I think, or something. I don't remember. Well, oh, yeah, because well, it was raining. I mean, the rain just kind of screwed that whole night up. True. Um, But, yeah, and these items are things you cannot get during the day. Like on a when there's no party going on, so uh, they really—it's almost surprising how many things they offer because there's so many things to do. I can't imagine there's people going around like eating all this food. Um, I mean, I would. That's that would be me. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all have fun trick like, or treating. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way you could try it all. Like you'd have to go multiple nights to hit all the food items. Yeah. For sure. Um, Oogie Boogie doesn't have as many food items, but California Adventure is also a smaller park. Um, so I will they, say, and when we went there for the Thanksgiving thing that they had, that shit was delicious. Like, yeah, that was good food. I will say that even though Oogie Boogie Oogie Boogie Bash has less exclusive items than Magic Kingdom, I think the quality of food at Oogie Boogie is much better. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a bad thing at Oogie Boogie Bash, whereas at Magic Kingdom, sometimes you do get kind of bland items that aren't as good as they should be. Mm-hmm. Do keep in mind that if you want to drink at the Magic Kingdom, you can only do that during the special fireworks dessert party or at a restaurant. So unlike California Adventure, where you can buy alcohol at different places, you can't do that at the Magic Kingdom, and it has to be inside or at like a sit down place. So, hmm. well, Universal, <laughs> they don't tell you shit. <laughs> they want you shit faced. There's bar carts everywhere, and no, I'm kidding. Um, they definitely don't serve as much as they used to. Um, when it comes to alcohol, they kind of brought back the full bars recently. Like, there's always been one or two, but I feel like there's been a quite a few more full bars this year and they also have um a new thing called the peacock 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 bar like the tv channel peacock um 
and David S. Pumpkins from SNL just vibes there. I don't know why he's there. He has no correlation to anything else HHN, but they just were like, you know who'd be a good character here? David S. Pumpkins. So, uh, <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> um, after having just been to Disney, uh, two times, three times in the last two weeks ish, three weeks, whatever, September, whatever. I don't know what days are anymore. I, <laughs> I do have to concede to the fact that there some of their food tastes a little better than Universal's. However, if you are a trashy Floridian like myself, Universal HHN food fucking slaps sometimes, all right? We've got the pizza fries, which is just crinkle-cut frozen french fries smothered in cheese, sauce, pepperoni, and sausage. And they bake it in the oven, and it's delicious. I love it. Some people hate them because they're like, they could do these so much better. Yes, they could. They definitely could. But there's just something that just hits with the pizza fries. That's just like nostalgia. Like it's not HHN until you have pizza fries. Um, my other tried and, tried and true classic is the twisted tater, which is just a full ass fucking potato on a stick, spiraled and deep fried. This year, since they have The Last of Us, um, all they have a lot of mushroom themed food. So they have an infected tater this year, and it is a mushroom truffle cream sauce that they put on top of it. Holy shit. It is so fucking good. <laughs> like, I get one every time I go. It's amazing. Um, but I think the highlight for me this year has been the walking taco, which is a full-ass bag of Fritos. And obviously, they put taco toppings in it. Um, and it's a huge portion to the point where I can barely finish one, and sometimes I don't finish a whole one. Um, and their food changes every single year. The only thing that stays consistent are the twisted taters and the pizza fries. Everything else kind of rotates, um, depending on what themes they have there. So they'll match the food themes to the house themes. So they have like the, the last of us food stuff, like rations. They have Yeti snowballs cause there's a Yeti house. They have Chucky's popcorn chicken, um, it just kind of really adds more to the theming, I think, of everything to also have themed food booths. Um, and then they also bring in different stuff. They've definitely started doing a lot more with gluten-free and vegan options and vegetarian options, which is nice because I am gluten-free when I decide to be, when I sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I should be all the time, but sometimes, you know, guys, I just... I just can't say no. So sometimes it's risk it. You got to risk it for the biscuit. Literally. Um, yeah. So there's just some stuff that I just love about HHN food, even if it is kind of terrible. And then they also always have a out there like fair food vibe of something. So like they always have like, like this year they have a peanut butter and jelly bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> And they also have a confetti hot dog with cotton candy mustard this year. Um, people are saying it's good. I'm not going to try that because I don't like that regularly, let alone when it's confetti cake buns and cotton candy mustard. 
Yeah. So, you know, um, the burger does look good to me, which is very rare because I don't like my shit touching. And everyone has been saying it tastes really good. So, I don't know. Probably still won't try it. But I th- I've thought about it, which says a lot for me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I think Disney probably wins for food. But I think Universal wins for alcohol. Even though the majority of their drinks are the pre-mixed bullshit, but they do have cans, they have beer, they have um, seltzers, ciders, and then they do have the full bars out and about. They don't have the blood bag jello shot nurses anymore, which I think is a travesty, and I really wish they would bring them back because I loved them. I wanted to be one, but alas, twas not meant to be. It was fun to see people walking around with those. It was. And they were just, they were so cute. I just, ugh, I'm so mad they got rid of them. I think it was before I turned 21. Or maybe like it was the year I turned 21. I don't know. But it was like pretty close to the same time. And I don't think I ever actually got to try one, which was depressing. I'm just looking at the list of items at Oogie Boogie this year. And I will say that my favorite thing that I've had so far is the chili cone queso which is basically um like a spicy red pepper mac and cheese Hmm. that they put in like a bread cone and then they put these chili cheese puff sprinkle things on top and it's at the the cozy cone motel from cars oh and it is so good. I do so remember seeing those bread cones out there. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you want to put me on the floor? Give me one of those. I'm definitely going to get the butterscotch apple mule. Because mm. I love me a Moscow mule. I remember they had hot buttered rum and like a toasted homemade marshmallow when we went. Yeah. That, that was, was like the Christmas so thing. fucking good. <laughs> That was and then delicious. This, this is interesting. This is their Halloween cocktail this year. It's Jameson, lime juice, sweet and sour, passion fruit syrup, and strawberry puree. Ew. That's an interesting mix of flavors. I don't... That sounds I'm have to try it. tart. <laughs> sounds tart as fuck. <laughs> I'm a sweet drink girl. And then also they have the best themed churros. They do. This year they have a coffee and donut churro, which will be mine. Yeah. They definitely have the best churros for sure. I'm pumped. Pumped. Now it makes me sad because I kind of want Disney food. God damn it. (laughs) They just have really good gluten-free chicken nuggets. (laughs) chicken tenders sorry (laughs) we don't get gluten-free nuggets we get gluten-free tenders uh but that shit slaps all right let's move on to merch all right so disney does offer exclusive party merch it's pretty similar as far as what items they offer every year you're always gonna get a spirit jersey t-shirts 
tumblers, hats, ears, bags, things like that. Um, the main difference between the two parties, Okie Boogie and Not So Scary, is going to be the theming, obviously, of the merch. So Okie Boogie Bash, obviously, everything's going to have Okie Boogie on it. Right. And I kind of like the Okie Boogie merch better because they tend to stick with the black and like electric bright green coloring, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And then Not So Scary tends to focus more on Mickey and Minnie and yeah um the sanderson the sanderson sisters because they do you know have a special sanderson sisters show um and it's a little more kid-friendly designs i think Mm -hmm. so in my opinion oogie boogie bash merch is definitely better than not so scary but regardless everything is a little kitty for my liking i can't say i've ever bought anything as far as HHN merch goes, um, their, their stuff's always on point. Like, I've never really had a complaint about their merch. They go fucking hard for merch. Um, they have everything from earrings to shot glasses. They have headbands, skirts. Literally everything you could possibly think of, they have this year. Um, since they have Stranger Things, they have Eddie's guitar in a water bottle which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. It looks pretty freaking sweet. If I had room on my uh, cup shelf, I would definitely buy it. (laughs) Send me a picture if you see it. I will. I'll send you one. Um, Just all their merch is great. Everything's always black. They do have some white shirts this year, which is new for them. Um, It's always the classic black and red, bloody... They have a lot of feminine styles, so they'll have, like, cutouts in the backs. They'll have um, just pretty much anything you could possibly want. They have it. And they go so hard as to do an entire tribute store every HHN, which is now also extended out into... Throughout the year, they have a tribute store now. It's year-round, and it's they change the theme. Um every once in a while like they just had a jurassic park tribute store for the 30th anniversary um and then they have the hhn so each room has different merch it's always a different theme it's just so much fun it's literally an entire store dedicated to halloween horror nights and then if you happen to be at islands and you're not going to hhn or you're not able to go to universal they now have a store called all hallows eve over in um the Lost Continent, right before you go into Harry Potter. Um, mm. You can definitely walk by it and miss it. Because I literally, uh, <laughs> I missed it quite a few times. I was like, where the fuck is this store everyone's talking about? And I was just like, oh, right right in front of me. Okay. Um, and they do put HHN merch in there. They have a lot of classic monster stuff. They have hot sauces, earrings, bags, just anything you could think of. It's probably in one of those stores. <laughs> And I buy something every year. It's a tradition. And now I have an entire drawer full and a whole storage bin under my bed full of Halloween shirts. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't call it a problem. Um, some people might, but I don't. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think so either. All right. So I would say that Horror Nights definitely trumps in the merch category for sure. 
Yeah. That's just in the fact that there's more. It's definitely more my style stuff. There's And you just have a lot of di- more different options. Yeah, I mean there's literally always something for everybody, which I feel like Nikki's Laxon cuz like it's literally Halloween, but we're not going to do any like haunted mansion stuff, tower of terror, like the actual like spooky theme stuff. So, it just doesn't make sense to that's, me. Yeah, that's what I want. I want creepy looking things. I don't want Oh, here's a picture of Mickey. Here's a pumpkin. A yeah, pumpkin Mickey. Yay. No. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Nope. I don't, I don't blame you. Can't say I blame you. Um, moving on to characters. So. Yes. I feel like this might be a draw when you put Oogie Boogie in the mix. Yeah, maybe. So. So. Obviously, the big draw to Horror Nights is going to be the houses. You know, Disney doesn't have anything like that. Their big draw with these parties is the rare characters. Yes. That's a big reason why people come out to these things. And they give you a lot of characters. Yeah. It's almost insane how many characters you can see to the point where you have to prioritize. You need a game plan going into these parties. You need to figure out who your top characters are that you want to see because you will wait just as long as you would for a house at Horror Nights. Really? <laughs> to meet some of these characters. That's crazy. Um, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, like those are the big that that's the big attraction at these parties are these character meet and greets. So um yeah, like I said, definitely plan ahead have a game plan and have backups <laughs> if you know the line is too long for some you know someone you want to meet yeah that so it's basically like a mini convention yeah basically yeah uh so i'll break it down a little bit more so i'm gonna start with oogie boogie bash oogie boogie bash does things a little differently from not so scary um not so scary has the traditional meet and greets where you wait in a line and then you go up to the character, you get your picture taken, autographs, stuff like that. Oogie Boogie Bash, while they do have some of those, the big draw is their character treat trails. So what you do is you go through a queue where you're given your, your candy. So your trick or treat stations, but while you're going through the queue, that's where you see a character up on a stage and they're kind of putting on a performance. So they're interacting with you, but not on necessarily a one-on-one interaction. You don't get to go up to them and have like a meet and greet. It's like a a walk by Hmm. interaction. I don't know if I would like that. Um, It's kind of cool because you don't have the pressure of having to, you know, like in your case, if you don't actually, have to talk to them, you yeah, don't have to talk to I was them. gonna say actually, I would like that, but then <laughs> it would suck if it was a character that I would actually like want a photo with, like Hades or that's it, it's just Hades. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, only Hades. Um, it's better for people like if you have someone with you who can film you interacting with that character. Yeah, you know that makes but sense. It, I mean, you could try to grab a selfie like from a distance, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, for sure. So those are the main differences between the two parties. Uh, This year at Oogie Boogie Bash, the character treat trail, 
the character tree trails have Ernesto de la Cruz, who is always a highlight. Yeah. That guy is so good. <laughs> and the makeup job is, is just phenomenal. It is probably one of the best characters I've seen done at a park. Hmm. Um, and they moved him to a new location this year because last year he was in such a cramped location and the line was crazy. So now he's in a different location. So I hope it's going to be a lot more better of an experience. It looks like it from videos that I've watched. Well, that's good. So at I, least they learn. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice yeah, yeah. when these events learn their mistakes. Um, and then the other characters in the tree trail. So you have Oogie Boogie, of course, uh, Mother Gothel, Cruella, and this is the Emma Stone Cruella. Oh. Not the traditional animated Cruella. That's interesting. Um, she's hmm. phenomenal. That is definitely one you don't want to miss. Sid from Toy Story is pretty fantastic. They have Sid. Yeah. And he will talk shit to you. It's so funny. <laughs> I can see that. Um, Agatha Harkness is always good. Madame Mim is a little creepy. If you grew up with Sword in the Stone like I did, it's kind of creepy to see her in real life. <laughs> Um, and then new this year is Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's terrifying. Cause I grew up with that movie and he traumatized me as a child, especially when he would melt the, the little shoe, the poor little shoe. You can see that happen in person. He does that. I don't want to. I don't want to. I've seen TikToks and adults are just getting so freaked out. <laughs> They're just being traumatized by this guy. No, no thanks. No, th what's that like one little girl that's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's me. I don't want that. And I don't want no part of that. No, thank, no, thank you. The other new villain uh, character trail is Yokai Yo from Big Hero 6. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I've never seen Big Hero 6. <gasps> what? I've seen a Disney movie and you haven't? It's a cute movie. You should just watch I it. I should though because for the, the guy in it is kind of good looking. Yeah. With your freaking <laughs> K-pop shit, you should watch it now. Yeah, I know. I will. I will. <laughs> just for Baymax. Like, Baymax is just, he deserves the world. <laughs> Well, did I pronounce, is it Yokai? Oh, I have no fucking idea. I can't even pronounce my fucking co-worker's name sometimes. I don't fucking know. I'm terrible with names and pronunciations of words. <laughs> don't ask me, but I do love Baymax, <laughs> so. I should try to watch that before I go to Oogie Boogie Bash. I think you should, for sure. So those are the character tree trails. And then aside from that, they have regular character meet and greets from characters that are kind of just roaming around a little bit. So they've got the Marvel characters. They kind of roam around um, Avengers Campus. I forgot they had the, they have the zombie Captain America, right? So zombie Captain America only comes out on D23 night, uh... which they don't have this year. It's only, so next year they'll probably do it again because there's a D23 expo okay. next year. So that's how I saw him last year because it was D23 night. Gotcha. Um, otherwise, it's just regular Marvel characters kind of roaming. Like I remember seeing Wanda and Loki. Natasha, 
think I saw Natasha, Black Widow. I can't remember anymore. But yeah, they they roam. They don't traditionally do like a line. Yeah. With a meet and greet. You just kind of go up to them and grab a selfie. I could and never. Then... <laughs> Wouldn't be <laughs> <In> me. These... <laughs> and then in the center kind of hub area of the park, they'll have random characters kind of standing around for little lines that you can get, you know, kind of wait in to see them. So I think this year they'll have Hans, which Ooh. I will be in line for. Um, I've seen pictures of the Blue Fairy, uh, Hercules. Blue Fairy, she's not a villain. No, but you never get to see the Blue Fairy. True. She's a rare character. That's true. Uh, last year they had Bruno from Encanto, so I would imagine he'll he's back. And still haven't seen that. Oh, I heard that Mulan is there dressed as Ping. Oh my god, that's kind of so epic. That, that's a must do. That's a must do. That would be ep- That that would be a fun meet and greet. Yeah, that would be fun. And I also saw the evil queen from Snow White, but in her, like, hag disguise. Ooh. Which is kind of cool, too. I've seen that at Magic Kingdom, though, before, too. Like, I've seen videos of okay. that. So yeah, she, years ago, yeah. I do remember that. It, it has, she hasn't come out in a long time, but I remember seeing it, like, once or twice. And then you also have Kingdom Hearts versions of Donald, Mickey, and Goofy. Which I, is I don't know what that means. I know something it's a video else game. you really can't get anywhere else. Oh, I fucking love Kingdom Hearts. Um, nerd that line can that line can get long because that is a very rare yeah thing to see the biggest line in all boogie boogie bash is for Minnie Daisy and Clarabelle as the Sanderson sisters you will wait a very long time for that photo off I just don't fucking get it I don't get it so <laughs> I just just be forewarned <laughs> I used to love hocus pocus as a kid but now like that people our age love Hocus Pocus. I mean, I get it because, like, we loved it when we were younger. But it's, like, just a little bit. It's a bit much, guys. Like, we need to. My love did not last My love for that movie. diminished so hard when everyone started going so fucking hard for them. Like, <laughs> it's not that good of a movie. And I'm sure I'm going to get roasted for saying it. But of all the Halloween classic movies, eh. They're all kind of annoying at the end of the day. Yep. The only thing that slaps is come little children. <laughs> if I have to hear I put a spell on you one more time, I'm going to jump out a window. <laughs> like, blech. So Mickey's not so scary. They don't have as many characters out for meet and greets. And as a result, the lines are really long. Yeah. Um, the biggest line is going to be for Jack and Sally. Yeah. 100%. But it is kind of worth it. I've seen videos of Jack roasting people, and I would say it's worth it. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like the Grinch for Universal, I feel like. Like, as far as, like, meet and greet vibes go. Because he's just so, like, personable. The other long line is going to be for the Seven Dwarves. All of them at once in one room? All of them at once. That's too much. That's overwhelming. <laughs> I did it once. I don't need to do it again. That was fucking God, up. that's a lot. Um, 
And then you also get my favorite, which I've never been able to do, is Belle and Gaston together. Ooh, I'd wait. I'd wait an hour for that. Yeah. Except it would suck because I would be like dressed as Belle. Like, oh, you fucking poser. <laughs> Can't compare to Belle. Uh, you also get to see Prince Eric, which rarely happens. He will be out with Ariel. And then they put, um, they kind of do a mashup of Aladdin characters. I believe it's Aladdin and Abu. Who's that? And then you can also see, funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe you can also see Genie and Jafar too. Um, and then of course there's Jack Sparrow. Smash. As well. Immediately smash. (laughs) And you, one of the cutest pictures you can get, besides Mickey and Minnie, they're always in costumes, which is adorable, but Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and Eeyore are all in Halloween costumes. It's Mm. fucking adorable. Can I get one with just Eeyore? Because everyone else is stupid. Yeah, you can request just Eeyore. Be like, hi. He would probably really appreciate Fuck you guys. (laughs) That's something I would do. Like, I don't, Tigger (laughs) is a fucking asshole. Piglet is the embodiment of anxiety, and Pooh is just a glutton. I just relate to Eeyore, (laughs) the depressed one, (laughs) the depressed emo of the group. Same. Eeyore's like my favorite character. Same. (laughs) Favorite Disney character. He's just such a vibe. Anyways, all right. Halloween Horror Night characters. Halloween Horror Night characters, so they're not as well-known as, you know, the Disney bitches, okay? However, they do have a cult following. So the way Halloween Horror Nights does it is they have what are called icons. So um, throughout the past 20, 30 years of HHN, every year they used to have a specific icon, the most popular one is Jack, who is a clown. I fucking hate him. He somehow finds me every fucking year and torments the shit out of me whenever he shows up that year. It's terrible. I don't like clowns, for the record. Um, but he's the most noticeable. His girlfriend, Chance, is kind of like a spinoff Walmart Harley Quinn uh, in a way. She's a little more psycho, which is surprising to say. Um killer clowns though they're just not my vibe my vibe however uh there's this one character named the director smash smash hard (laughs) he is so fine (laughs) he's kind of a serial killer but like it's okay we can fix him um he's just he's just my favorite uh they've got the caretaker they've got the storyteller um the usher which was the first year i went to hhn it was all movie themed so it was all movie houses and the usher was the icon of that year which was cool he was he's a cool fucking dude like i like him too but the rector obviously is number one um so last year they had every single icon they had an entire icon's house which is really fucking cool um So that's kind of their character stuff. They don't go as hard on the icons anymore. This year they have a new one. His name's Dr. Oddfellow. And he is basically the one in charge of creating Jack. 
and Jack is kind of like the puppeteer of all the other icons. So this is like a prequel to Jack in a way. And the amount of lore that they have on all the icons and everything. Like, I've never fully dug into every single one. But, like, the amount of information out there and the backstories and the building that they do for, like, this world of icons is intense. It's a fucking lot of information. (laughs) But I think that's kind of cool because it's giving Universal their own original characters in a way. Yeah. And that's what Universal is known for. They're known for horror movies. That's how they got their start in the film industry and became as big as they are as a production company is the horror genre. So I just feel like they do it a lot of justice as far as like their characters and world building. Um, so I think that's really cool. Like this year, the Dr. Oddfellow icon, there is a version of him in every scare zone because he's a shapeshifter. So you have to kind of look for him to find him in every scare zone, which is pretty cool. So I'm just, I like, I'm a sucker for the director. I love him. He, he, he gives like Wes Bentley vibes. If anybody watches American Horror Story or I think he's on Yellowstone still. Um, Just that dark hair, blue eyes, scruffy. Morally great characters. That's that's my vibe. He's he's pretty sweet. You are forgetting the characters I would most like to see at Horror Nights. I don't know who it is. Death Eaters. Oh, they're new. They're new. <laughs> they're new here. <laughs> they're f- smash. Also smash. Uh, they're fine as fuck. <laughs> With their billowing capes and their masks and their intense eye contact that they have with everybody. Um, They were at Islands. I don't know if it's the same show because I never saw them at Islands because it was always so packed. And I was like, F this noise. But uh, I did see them our first night there. Um, Immediately smash. It triggers the mask kink real hard. Um... They're just all fine. Even, like, the women. They have women Death Eaters, too. It's not just men. It's it's women and men. And they all are just beautiful with their flowing capes and their aggressive wand wielding and their initiating people. That is my people. dream job. Yeah. And they go out into the crowd to find people to initiate into the Death Eaters. So they'll make you hold out your wrists and show them if you have a tattoo or not. And they'll do their little thing which you know kind of sucks because they like point it at your wrist and then shoot it up to the sky and then nothing happens but we're all just pretending that something happened um (laughs) so but uh disney obviously will always win for characters just because it's fucking disney (laughs) that's what they are um but i do love the universal characters and the Universal Classic Monsters are a big thing now. Um, the last almost, God, I want to say almost every year since I've been going, they've had a Universal Monsters house, whether it's Dracula, the Wolfman, um, the Mummy, and this year they have a house, which is my favorite house this year. It is uh, in Paris, so it is the Hunchback, Phantom of the Opera, the Invisible Man and Dr. Jekyll 
and Mr. Hyde. And it is just so fucking cool. And it's set in Paris, so everyone's got French accents, and you're in, like, the catacombs, and it's just fun. And I just, they always go so hard on the Universal Monsters house, and it's just so satisfying. It's my favorite house every year, no matter who it is. Like, I'm always happy with the set design, the costumes, the storytelling. But yeah, I love my Blaze. My, my murdery, haunty boys. <laughs> well, that's what we're moving on to next. Let's talk about the main attractions, which for Halloween Horror Nights are the houses. Yeah. And with Disney, you know, obviously, like I said before, there's no houses. So, but you can still ride all the rides. You can ride so, all the rides at Universal. Uh, Disney decided, well, let's put some theming into a couple of the rides to give people more of an incentive to go ride some rides. Because I tell you, a lot of people don't ride rides at these parties. I don't understand that. I don't get that. So for Mickey's Not So Scary, they have three rides with theming. There used to be four. Last year they had pirates, actual pirate actors on Pirates of the Caribbean. What? They're not doing that this year. Because instead they're roaming around Adventureland. So I didn't they're know doing they had pirates. Um so if, around Adventureland they're doing um there's a group called the Rusty Cutlass and they just kind of are singing sea shanties and stuff. So That's cool. Yeah, it is. I like that. That's fun. But Matt, so Mad Tea Party will have special lighting effects and spooky music. Space Mountain is totally in the dark. Oh, did we do 100% that? 100% in the dark. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we did that. Uh, and then they use like spooky music. Um, that is scary as fuck. <laughs> like, obviously, Space Mountain is already in the dark, but you do have the stars. Oh, so they take um, the stars away. So, no, yeah, it is completely pitch black. Damn. That's a lot. I don't know yeah. if I have done that. I've done it. And it's, I mean, I already love Space Mountain because I think it's just one of the most fun yeah. roller coasters. I love that just took it up a notch. I love pretending that I'm in a car accident. It's <laughs> so fun. If you ride um, the left side. <laughs> and then they also do like a special halloween theming for monsters inc laugh floor i've never done that i don't know what it's like but the kids love it i'm sure yeah (laughs) kids um now oogie boogie bash so they have mater's graveyard jamboree in cars land (gasps) which is super cute i would go to that i love them (laughs) I'm so sad we didn't get to spend more time in Cars Land when we went. Because I think... You would die when you would see Cars Land all decked out in Halloween decorations. I would. I'll make sure I take lots of pictures and video. It is so well done, the decorations that they put up there. Um, They also have Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. So, for anyone who doesn't know, in California Adventure, they took their Tower of Terror and they rethemed it Guardians of the Galaxy. Sarah almost died. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) 
And then they do a special Monsters After Dark overlay. I have not done it. The line was always really long and I wanted to do other things. Maybe I'll get to do it next week. I hope so. Just to so I can say I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I thought you didn't like that one. I... So I love the Tower of Terror. But you didn't the like... The Disneyland version goes too hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> it bounces. too long. It bounces. It's not, just it's not like a drop. It, it bounces more to the music. So... I just remember us getting uh, off of that, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was fucking awful. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Apparently, I my stomach doesn't like anything Guardians of the Galaxy themed. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just avoid it yep. in general. Um, so, I, I, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. You kind of have to uh, if it's a short line. It's, it's just... Last year, it was not a short line, though, so... Mm. We'll see. Yeah. But by far, the best, and I'm not just saying this is the best Halloween attraction that Disney has done. I think it is one of the best attractions Disney has ever done, which is they turn the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail into Villain's Grove. So you're basically walking through like a Redwoods forest that is completely done up in special effects and twinkle lights and spooky music and it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. You feel like you're in a f- uh, fantasy film. Damn. And Think of the cosplay. The music. Like, there's one point where they have all these candelabras in the forest. Ugh. And they're playing, like, hunchback music. Like, spooky what? hunchback music. And you just want to cry because it's so beautiful. Ugh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, because we didn't so, we didn't have that because we went for the we were we were there too late. Right. It was a Christmas thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that is worth the wait. The line is usually long for that, but it's one hundred percent worth it. That does sound pretty sweet, but uh, we have ten haunted houses that are all themed. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you, there, this is really no competition. You've you've got this category. <laughs> yeah, we uh we go fucking hard. <laughs> the thing I love about the Universal houses is that it literally feels like you're walking through the movies, and that was one of their original slogans was like ride the movies, and it. I feel like they strayed away from that a little bit now because they've gotten a lot more reliant on screen stuff. But that's a story for another time. Um. But when you're walking through these haunted houses, you literally feel like you're in the movie. Like, even, like, it's not just you walk in a door and you're immediately in the house. You walk into a set, like a, sta- a soundstage, and they have the entire facade of the front of a house from a movie. Or they have Dracula's castle in the, like, a full-size scale of it. So, like, the second you turn that corner, you're just hit with these amazing, stunning set pieces that just... They're so pretty. First, like, I don't get scared anymore um, much at HHN. Like, the occasional jump scare will get me. Or, like, if there's fucking clowns, like, I'm done. Those will automatically, like, mm-hmm. like I'll tap out for that. <laughs> I check out mentally when there's clowns. But everything else, like, I just love going through and seeing the set designs for all this stuff and the amount of work that everybody has put into them. And they're just so pretty. Um... 
even if they're super gory, I still think they're pretty, which I don't know what that says about me, but uh, <laughs> I just appreciate the art, you know? Um, but it's just, and they always do a little, like, an extra step. So, like, the Exorcist house smells like demonic shit. It smells terrible. Oh, really? But it fully engulfs you into that world to be smelling like the rotting flesh or the Yeti ones up in the mountains. So it smells like a campfire. It smells like you're out camping. One year they had a gargoyle one that was set in dead winter. And I think it was called like winter, dead winter, winter, winter's, I don't know. It was winter themed. And they made it so cold in that soundstage that you could see your breath when you walked through the house. Like, wow, that was still, that's still one of my fucking favorite houses ever. It was so stunning. Um, it's just the little things that they do just to elevate it that much more that I just fucking love it. I love it. I don't ever see myself stopping. Like, I don't ever see myself not going to Halloween Horror Nights. I was like, oh, it's boring. It's repetitive. It's not scary anymore. It's not this. It's not that. It's like, it's not going to be scary anymore because it's the same type of jump scares. Like, you can only do so much of different stuff. Like, to make it to where you can get that many people through something a night. Yeah. Like, it has to be repetitive. That's the whole fucking point. And the other nice thing is they have multiple boo holes. Boo. Bleh. They have multiple boo holes. So, if one's not there one night, you go another night and you come back through. Somebody's there. So, they'll, they'll change it around so you're not getting the exact same scares every single time. Which I think is nice. But, um, I just love it. It's always so pretty. Everything's so nice. I get excited. I get genuinely excited when I go through a movie that I fucking love. Like, when they had the Rob Zombie house, I was just fangirling the whole, the whole house. I was like, oh, it's Baby! It's, it's Otis! And, like, it's fun because the character, like, the scare actors get excited when, like, you recognize their character and you're excited to see them. Even though they're trying to scare you. It's just fun little interactions like that. That just, I love it. So we've got one last topic, which is entertainment slash shows. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start with Oogie Boogie. Um, there really isn't a lot of entertainment options at Oogie Boogie. I think it's purely because they are so heavily reliant on the character tree trails. Um, I feel like those are mini shows in themselves, though. They kind of are, because really the actors are giving performances. Yeah. So, um, but they do have a parade called the Frightfully Fun Parade, which I actually really like because it's focused solely on the villains. Ooh. So you do have Mickey and Minnie kind of leading it off, but after that, it's just like straight villains. And the floats are phenomenal. Like, there's a Nightmare Before Christmas float, and it's, like, the hill. Like, Jack's hill. And Jack and Sally are on that float. And the Haunted Mansion float is really cool. Um, like, you can tell that these this is a newer parade. And they definitely kind of went all out on these floats. And I love that you can see... Um, you know, you see the Headless Horseman, of course. You see the Haunted Mansion dancers, which are always my favorite part. I of love any them. I want to, I still want to cosplay them so fucking bad. Me too. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So it Mickey's not so scary party. They have the Buddha You Parade, which is epic. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I'm not a parade um, person, but it's I. So comparing the two, Buddha You is definitely longer. The soundtrack slaps for sure. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the iconic Disney Halloween music. Um, both parades start off with the Headless Horseman. The difference with the Magic Kingdom parade is that you're going to get not just villains, but you're going to get a lot of your general characters. So you're going to see all the Fab Five. You're going to see princesses. You're going to see princes. You're going to see Flynn, motherfucking rider. You're going to see... <laughs> Alice and the Mad Hatter, the Winnie the Pooh characters. Um, there's a Haunted Mansion section, so you're going to see the Haunted Mansion dancers, the hitchhiking ghosts. The shovel guys, um, I like them. The grave diggers, yeah. That, um, yeah, that makes sense that that's what they're called because they have shovels. I, I just put that together. Yeah. But Booty You is definitely more kid-friendly in that... So there's this whole section called, like, the Halloween... I think it's called, like, the Halloween Hoedown or something. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a barn and, like, people in cowboy, cowgirl outfits. It doesn't fit. What the fuck is this? And then there's Vanellope riding, like, a candy car. And I'm just like, what is this? This is not scary. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's Uh, just the parks in general. I feel like Magic Kingdom and, like, Disney World is much more kid-friendly and geared more toward kids than California. Like, that was the vibe yeah. I got after visiting Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. So, I like the length of Oogie Boogies. I like that it's more short more short mm-hmm. and to the point, and they focus solely on the villains. They have better floats. Magic Kingdom, though, you're obviously going to get the better music. It's more iconic. You're going to see way more characters. Yeah. Um, and you get the castle backdrop, which is always great you know yeah um boo to you or uh boogie oogie boogie bash only has one other show which is called mickey's treat trick and treat which is totally for kids it's an interactive family-friendly show it features mickey minnie donald and goofy and like some mad scientist guy gay too hokey too hokey (laughs) for me i'm too old for that i don't have kids so no i'm not watching that but it's an option. I kind of have a child um, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> Magic Kingdom's got the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular Castle Show, which is hosted by the Sanderson Sisters. This is basically like a Broadway musical. It's type a mess for Disney adults. <laughs> yeah. Good fucking luck so, getting a good spot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a camp out. You camp out if you want a good spot. If not, you're shit out of luck. I mean, it's popular. And it's got all the villains. For some reason, Disney adults tend to love watching Disney characters, like, sing and dance on stage. Hmm. There's just something about watching, like, Jafar, like, break it down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what it. I blame Star Wars weekend. I was going to say, I was like, I really wish I was like (laughs) around for Star Wars weekends because damn. It's my biggest regret is not getting into Star Wars sooner. (laughs) 
yeah, those were those were the days. <laughs> so I think because we don't get that anymore now, like we get shows like this, and it's kind of the same same type of idea. Yeah. I just watched it earlier today. It's cool. I mean, even if you don't like the Sanderson sisters, you get you do get to see all the villains. So I will say it's a really well done show. And people were definitely pumped for it. Yeah. So. Um, and then they have the not so spooky spectacular fireworks, which Oogie Boogie Bash does not have fireworks at California Adventure. Is that because so, it's a desert? Well, I mean, they have fireworks at Disneyland Park. Oh, okay. They don't have fireworks at at California Adventure. So um, when you go to Oogie Boogie Bash, you do not get to see fireworks. Oh, Oogie Boogie's only at California? Yeah, it's only at California Adventure. Yeah. Oh. No wonder why I didn't see the Redwoods, because we were only there for a couple hours. Yeah, and we weren't going to do that thing, because it's like a kid yeah. fun thing. Like, Yeah. It's kind of like when we go when we were cargo netting at Jurassic Park. Listen. I think it's, I think it's that type of thing. Listen. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if adults are allowed in it. Like, Nobody talks shit. I don't know anything about it. About Jurassic Park. <laughs> Camp Jurassic is the shit, and I'll fight anybody, all right? <laughs> Everybody I take there, they're like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then when we leave, they're like, that was actually pretty fucking cool. I'm like, exactly. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but anyways, so they changed the fireworks. It used to be called Hollow Wishes, which was so fucking good. That's a cool name. The soundtrack, the soundtrack to Hollow Wishes slapped so hard. I loved that show. Well, then they went and changed it, as Disney does. And now it's called the Not-So-Spooky Spectacular. It is hosted by a giant Jack Skellington puppet, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Um, but the story is that Mickey and like all of his friends get trapped in a haunted house. And I don't know. I watched it today, and I just wasn't doing it for me, like Hollow Wishes. But there was one short part where they have, like, ghost dancer projections on the castle, Ooh. and they play, like, spooky versions of the Disney love songs, oh, which I thought was cool. That's cool. Um, you also need to preface that you're very biased when it comes to Disney shows. You are a Disney show elitist. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that just needs to be yeah. said. I know. You're kind of a, a Disney show snob. I am. Yeah. She's got very high expectations, people. So the fact that she's saying, eh, means it's probably really good. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like change when it comes to Disney shows. It's very hard for me to move on yeah. from old shows and embrace new shows. You picked the wrong fucking fandom. <sighs> yeah. <I know. laughs> you, you done fucked up with that. So, uh... As far as HHN shows, and HHN shows go, we have, like, one show. Um, it's basically BDSM. Like, I'm just going to be real with y'all. It's leather. It's lace. There's men in collars crawling on all fours while women dominate them. It's a good fucking time. It's, it's fun. Um, it's all themed to rock music. And there is a story... It's been the same story for three years, but there's a story. Um, but it's all, they're called the Fuel Girls, like fuel, like fire. Um, 
and they travel around the world to do these insane fucking stunts and shows, and they're all these stunning, beautiful women. The guys are hot. Everything about this show is just hot. Um, and it's a lot of aerial acts. They have fire breathers, fire twirler. I don't know what the technical term is, but the people that, like, fling fire around themselves and don't set anything on fire on accident, which I think is a pretty amazing talent to be flinging, like, a (laughs) three-pronged flaming baton around. Um, It's intense. They've got contortionists, um... It, like like I said, the aerial silk people. There's this uh, one main girl. I'm not going to try and pronounce her name because I, I can't. I just can't. Uh, it starts with an A. <laughs> it's, <laughs> she's amazing. She's like probably f- like four foot nine, maybe. And she does the most insane freaking stunts. And it's just so cool to see her do this shit. And like I always leave there, like if I get in shape, I could do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the fuel girls. I wanna be a hot badass with flaming batons, pole dancing, fifty feet up in the air. Hell yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, <laughs> they do have some magic tricks, some some slip of the hand stuff, which is fun. Um, but yeah, if you like hot people twirling fire and twirling themselves it's a good time and rock music it's all the classic rock songs i don't love the soundtrack as much this year as i did last year i think last year the soundtrack was much better uh but it's still like i said a really good time and lots of fun so i 10 of 10 recommend it to see it at least once it's also a nice place to sit down however i will say that they pack you in like fucking sardines Every show, they're turning people away because it's so popular and they don't have enough space to accommodate for everybody. So I think there's three or four shows a night. Um, So you kind of have to get there half an hour early to make sure you get in to get a seat. You can't pick your seats. They put you where they put you, obviously, unless you have, like, the tour. Um, And they do have express pass for that, so the express people will get seated first. So they're usually more they're in better seats but the stadium like you really can kind of see everything from every part of that stadium like I've sat in multiple different seats and different angles and I've never like missed out on anything so it's in the old fear factor arena um okay yeah so it's a good time I don't know I think uh I think uh Disney takes this category I don't know you haven't seen you haven't you haven't seen Nightmare Fuel (laughs) Who won the battle? So if we look at all the categories, we are even. Damn. We didn't even try to be even. No. So I guess that means you just gotta go to both. Or just go to Horror Nights. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I feel like you get more bang for your buck. I don't know. It, It really comes down to what you like. And, you know what your family likes because if you have little kids you're obviously not going to take them to fucking halloween horror nights now if you don't have kids or if your kids are older or if they do happen to be young and love 
horror, like genuine, gory, bloody horror, not Casper the Friendly Ghost, um, then HHN is for you. It just kind of varies from person to person. I feel like everybody knows their family. So you just got to pick. But I feel like we gave pretty good pros and cons for each one. And with the Disney parties, you have your options. If you're a rides person, this is a great way to walk on all the rides. Yeah. Instead of buying a day ticket, buy a party ticket and walk on the rides. And get some free fucking candy. So win-win. If you like characters, this is a great opportunity to meet rare characters that you don't see all the time. Yeah. And we didn't even fucking talk about it, but you can dress up. Absolutely. As an adult. This is the one occasion where adults can wear costumes to the parks. Universal doesn't give a shit. They let you do what you want because they like us. But (laughs) this is Disney's one night only exception. (laughs) Yep. So if you have a preference, let us know in the comments which one you think is better. If Uh, you have any questions about any of the parties, also let us know and we'll do our best to answer them. Yeah, we're psychotic, so we know pretty much everything there is to know about these <laughs> these things. It's that ADHD. And, yeah. <laughs> Hyperfixation. <laughs> so if you are looking for us online, we are at Unhinged Tea Time on Instagram and TikTok. And you can email us as well at unhingedteatime at gmail.com. And we don't know what we're doing next time. Nope. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. And we'll let you know. Yep. (laughs) So uh, enjoy the spooky season. Live it up. And Mm -hmm. if you guys know also of any other like local haunts by you, I personally would love to hear about them because I love hearing about smaller, lesser known haunts. Um, So yeah, let us know. Yeah, totally. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.